This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Lord God, you're calling out to us. You're calling out to us to to hear your word, to receive your love, to be in relationship with you. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit and help us to receive your call to us. You're also calling us, God, to fulfill roles that you've made for us. Roles that are good for your kingdom, good for us and for others. Help us to fulfill those roles. Lord God, as as we come here today, we ask that you touch each and every one of us deep in our hearts and that you move us to a closer relationship with you. We pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes in life, it it seems like there's real no meaning or purpose. We just get caught up in the day-to-day. We wake up, we, we make breakfast, we send the kids off to school, we go to work, we come home, we make supper, uh, we get the kids through their homework, we send them to bed, we watch a little TV, we go to bed, we wake up the next day and repeat. And we just wonder, is there any meaning and purpose in our day-to-day life. And, and because we have those kinds of questions, today we're beginning a new series this pastor Ben Mintu called, called, where we see that God calls us to individual roles and responsibilities to grow his kingdom. It's God who has called us, some of us to be moms and dads and sons or daughters or employers or employees or citizens, all to carry out God's roles that he has for us to extend his kingdom and to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. And since today is Mother's Day, and no matter who we are, we all have at least at one time in our life had a mom, we're going to look at the role of motherhood. And as we do so, keep in mind that it is Jesus who designed and created motherhood. It is Jesus who blessed motherhood by allowing himself to be conceived of the Virgin Mary and born from her womb. It is Jesus who honored motherhood when he was on the cross and with some of his last words looked at his disciple John and his own mom and said to John, look, behold your mom. What he was saying was, John, take care of my mom. And so again, today we want to honor motherhood. Some of you know this, the very first mother in the whole history of the world was a woman named Eve. And Eve means the mother of all the living. And Eve knew how important God was to her and to all people. And so when Eve had her very first son, she named him Cain, which means with the help of the Lord, I formed a man. And so again, understand, Eve understood that God was central, central 
to her life and the life of everyone else. That Jesus, God, is central, not just out there somewhere, not close by, but central and key to her life and the life of everyone else. Solomon picked up on that a number of years later. And and so in the book of Proverbs, he writes this about the role of motherhood. She looks well to the ways of her household. She looked well to the ways of her household. Now, when Solomon says that, keep in mind, he's not saying to to the moms, be sure your house is clean all the time. He's not saying be sure all the Legos are picked up, that all the stuffed animals are in their proper place, that there aren't books lying all over the place, that there aren't dishes in the living room and in the sink. That's not what he's talking about when he says look well to the ways of your household. He's not saying be sure that there's these uh, vacuum lines in your carpet so that shows that you vacuum the carpet. He's not saying be sure that when the sun shines in the window, it is not showing any dust on your wood floors. When he says, look well to the ways of your household, he is not saying, now moms, be sure that you have an extra meal prepared so it's always there so that when you get out of the soccer game or the baseball game or the track meet or the volleyball game, you don't have to stop at another restaurant or go get some fast food because you already have a meal prepared at home. That, that's not what he's saying. He's, he is not saying, moms, be sure that you check your kids' backpacks before they go go off to school to make sure they have all their homework in there and be sure it's not in there jammed and all wrinkled up and everything too. Solomon is not saying, moms, be sure you have your cell phones ready to either catch a picture or a video of every key event and activity in your child's life. You see, sometimes Sometimes we get caught up in in doing good things and nice things. We get so busy about those things that we actually forget about the main thing. She looked well to the ways of her household. The main thing is God. Sharing God with her family. That's the main thing. See, Solomon earlier in the book of Proverbs says this, start children off on the way they should go. And so the apostle Paul picks up on this in the New Testament as well. And he says to Timothy, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Paul, remember this Paul? This is a guy whom Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, showed up to. Paul is a, a mentor and friend to Timothy. And with these words that you see up on the screen that are recorded in the scriptures, Paul is giving great honor to motherhood and grandmotherhood. It says motherhood is a calling that can be a bedrock of faith not only for her children, but all the other people that that child will come into contact with as well. A way mothers and others 
influence people, according to Paul, right, is to demonstrate a sincere faith. So moms, how's that going? How's that sincere faith going? And and for the rest of us too, right? The, The question is just as valid. How's that sincere faith thing working out for you? Well, maybe what we need to do first is define what is a sincere faith. A sincere faith says, Jesus, I need you. A sincere faith says, Jesus, I need you to be you. You see, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on social, I, I keep running into this phrase all the time. And it's, it's, it's you're enough. That's what I keep it. You're enough. And if you're a mom, maybe you've seen it on social too. You're enough, mama. Are you enough? Really? Are, are any of us really enough? See, I think we've, we've heard that phrase over and over again and, and maybe we've, we've wanted it to be true or maybe we think it's true. But you know what? I think we're covering up a whole lot when we're, when we're trying to be enough. I think it's, it's causing a lot more guilt than it's leading to good. I think it's moving us away from God instead of to God. Are you enough? Really? Motherhood is tough. From the very beginning, most moms get to be nauseous before they even get to have a child. And, and having a child, the birth pains, hey, I'm not going there, right? Not gonna touch that one. And that's just the beginning. There's sleepless nights and there's, there's teeth cutting, there, there's sickness, there's shots, there's wondering if you're, you're doing it right, there's tying shoes, there's braiding hair, there's changing diapers, there's first days at school, it's feeling bad for your child when your child gets picked on, the rejection that the child has, it's, it's cleaning up spilled milk and juice and all those things and, and so much more, Right? first boyfriends and first girlfriends. It's, you know, first jobs, the military, college. It's watching your children make bad decisions, sleepless nights again and and prayers over all of that. It's watching your children grow up and maybe getting married and and having their own family too and being concerned about them. And and sometimes, sometimes it even involves death. Are, Are you really enough for all of that? Here's one of the guarantees of motherhood. You will mess up. You will mess up. Everyone does. Check out a a mom named Mary. She messed up. 
If, if you're Mary here today, don't worry, I'm not picking on you, right? But Mary, the mother of Jesus, she messed up. She messed up big time, right? She's got her family there in the big city of Jerusalem. They're there for a celebration and they take off. And some of you know this, Mary left Jesus behind. Yikes, really? Right? How do you do that one? You know? God, I know you know all things. So I know you know that I left Jesus behind. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I know you know where Jesus is at, and it'd be really cool if you would connect us back together again, God. You know? I mean, imagine that. You know, moms and dads too, right? We know what it's like when we're in Costco or Target and we look around and our child's not there and our heart drops and, the, you know, get all nervous and things. Imagine losing God's son. We all mess up, okay? And when we mess up, right, you, you know what happens next, then there's this voice that's, that's this voice that's, it just whispers to you, but it's really nonstop and it's just pounding in your head, even though it's a whisper, you messed up. Are you ever going to get this motherhood thing down? You've messed up your kid for life. And we just need to, to spend just a second here acknowledging that that whisper, that that voice, that's not from God. That's from your enemy who wants to destroy you and lead you to a life of shame and guilt. When we mess up, God comes for sure, but he comes not to condemn us, but to convict us, right? Bring us back to him. God, God doesn't expect anyone to be perfect. And that includes you too, moms. What God does want from us when we fail, when we make mistakes, when we sin, whenever you call it, whatever you want to call it, when we've blown it, what he does want us to do is to come to him in repentance, to come to him as he really is. The God who fully and freely forgives us and the God who loves us unconditionally. See, he, he knows motherhood is tough. He knows there's lonely times. He knows there's times of worry. He knows there's these trenches that we can get down so deep in that we can't see over the top. And, and that's why he has this verse just for moms. In Isaiah chapter 40, it says, he gently leads those that have young. When you acknowledge that you're not enough, you have this wonderful privilege and opportunity of saying, Jesus, I need you to be you. Jesus, I need you to be you, not just for eternity, but I need you to be you in my day 
today life. I need you to be you. And when we make that confession, what that brings is peace and comfort and strength and joy because Jesus never messes up. What is the call to motherhood? The first part is to model sincere faith in Jesus, not in self. There's another key calling to motherhood as well that Paul shares with Timothy. It says this, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you have learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. When Timothy was, uh, was a little guy, uh, a little tyke, when, when Timothy was having his diapers changed, when Timothy was, was in his onesies, his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice were teaching him the scriptures. And as they were teaching him the scriptures, they were leading him into the role that he would have later on in his life, one of being a leader and one of being a pastor who would influence people not only back in his day, but here we are 2,000 years later. You see, when you share the scriptures, the impact continues on and on. Timothy was taught the scriptures by his, his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. His father really wasn't in the, the picture at all, uh, not spiritually. And so again, it was Lois and Eunice that taught Timothy the scriptures. But, but why does it emphasize that they, they taught him the scriptures? Why doesn't it say, you know, a, a key to motherhood is teaching your kids how to read, write, and do math. How come it doesn't say, you know, that this key to motherhood of being a mom is teaching your kids the ABCs and singing the ABC song and, and, and coloring and, and doing math? Why doesn't it say that, that Lois and Eunice taught Timothy how to cook? Because that's a lifelong skill, right? Why doesn't it say that Lois and Eunice encouraged Timothy to become a doctor or a chemical engineer or something like that, because all those things are good. All those things are a part of wisdom, but none of those things, none of those things make someone wise for salvation. But the scriptures do. Motherhood is a call to teach the scriptures to make us wise for salvation because faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. There are a whole lot of ways, right, that, that we can teach young people the scriptures and about Jesus. Here's one, my, my first Bible stories. I still have it. No, just kidding, all right. 
But this one, first Bible stories, you pick up the, the child, children when they're small, right? Little on, and you read it. This book's cool. It's really thick and it's hard, hard cover. So when they're slobbering and all of that, it won't mess it up. And when they get a little older and they throw it around, it won't mess it up. And if you have that in, in their life so much like that, you know they're gonna be seven, eight years old and, and they're gonna have outgrown this book, but they're gonna still have this book. Uh, another way that we can teach our children the scriptures is by putting them in victory kits. Huh? Or they get a lesson at their level and a snack. Okay? And no, you can't go to victory kids right now. And they learn lesson after lesson. And I can't tell you how many people, how many moms and dads I hear from afterwards going, it was amazing in there. They came in, they told me everything that it was about. Another way that you can teach the, the children the scriptures is through virtual victory kids. We have a whole lot of people worshiping online right now, right? And you can go to votl.life and, and you can sign up if you haven't already for virtual kids. And you get the lesson there and you can teach your, your children the lesson at home. Huh? And, and when you use virtual victory kids, you can bring in the neighborhood kids as well. And, and for those of us here at the ministry center, you're not gonna be here every weekend, are you? But virtual kids will be there every weekend. And you can share Jesus the scriptures with your children. Another way that we can teach our children the scriptures is through the YouVersion Bible app. Okay? Tons of things on there. Tons of plans in there for people of all ages. There's even a, a kid's Bible experience, a part of that, where there's often a video. There's, there's time for a, a verse and for reflection and prayer. It's amazing. You can also teach your children the scriptures by, by sending them to, to Christian schools to learn. You see, when we teach our kids the scriptures, understand we're not just telling them that we love them. We're showing them that we love them. Right, because sooner or later, we've got to make that connection, right? We just tell someone that we love them, but we never show it, right? The, the love of mothers is physical, emotional, spiritual, and behavioral, right? Mom's love is not just in word, but in action. So the, the call to motherhood to model a sincere faith in Jesus and not in self and teaching the scriptures which make our kids wise for salvation. And so today, we honor motherhood. And today on a, on a practical level, we can honor our moms in a myriad of ways. We can pray for our moms, for all moms. We can buy a card. We can make a card. We can take them out to brunch. We can make brunch for them. 
We can buy some chocolate covered strawberries. We can maybe sometimes moms are, are honored by receiving a, a necklace that maybe has the children's names engraved on the little pendant on it or, or the title, mom. Whole bunch of ways to honor the calling of motherhood. But this is how God honors motherhood and all the living. In Isaiah chapter 49, it says this, God speaking, see, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. God's love for us is not just emotional and physical and spiritual and behavioral. It's unconditional. God says to us, look, at, look and see how much your mom cares for you and loves you. And understand, I care and love for you way, way, way more than that. So see, I, I, I've loved you so much. I, I've engraved your name, not on a, a, a pendant or a necklace or a bracelet or anything like that or a charm. I have en, engraved your name on the palm of my hand. You see, sometimes, sometimes in ancient history, a slave would have the name of his master tattooed on his hand. It showed who the slave belonged to, so who that slave was devoted to. But never, ever in ancient times did the master have the name of his slave tattooed onto his hand. To do so would say that, that the master belonged to the slave, that the master was devoted to the slave. And God, our Lord and our master, our savior says to you and me, see, I have engraved your name on the palm of my hands. Understand the, the word here isn't tattooed. It's a very special Hebrew word that, that means engraved by using a hammer and a chisel or a spike. And as you picture that, your name engraved with a hammer and a chisel or a spike and into God's hands, it's kind of gruesome. That's kind of crazy. That's crazy love that God has for you. That he's engraved your name in the palm of his hands. And so on this Mother's Day, let's remind ourselves 
of how God honors motherhood and all the living by engraving your name, no matter who you are, into the palm of his hand. Let's honor motherhood by remembering God's calling for moms to model a sincere faith in Jesus and not in self. And the call to teach the scriptures to our children to make them wise for salvation. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for calling us here today. Ask, Lord, that, that you would do with this message what only you could do. And you bring us closer to you. That you'd lead us to see our name engraved in the palm of your hand, demonstrating how much you care for each and every one of us. Lord God, we ask for your blessing on all mothers no matter who they are and where they live. And we ask that you would lead them, no matter who they are and where they live, to hear your call and to answer that call. And help all moms to know it's never too late to start listening to that call. Lord, let us hear you today and your call into our lives. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.